What's your favorite scary movie? time the podcast where two 20-something lgbts talk the horror movie of the week real life crime more events and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film and yes the titles are puns i'm l i'm kate hello everyone uh first of all sorry that we that our last episode never got uploaded for for november we were just talking about it and we, we do want to get it out there at some point it you will yes. it's not that great but uh get ready <laughs> um yeah, because we like celebrating November here, and uh, but we thought it was important to also, this is dropping on Thanksgiving, so we wanted to do a Thanksgiving themed movie. So we'd both this this was a blind watch for both of us. It's this movie from 1981 <laughs> called Home Sweet Home that we'd heard about just like on, on horror Twitter. I think I'd heard about it before, and then like L texted me about it. We're like, yeah, let's do it. Great. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so how'd that work out for us? Because I don't. <laughs> Oh, oh boy, this is not Ooh. a good movie. <laughs> I don't know if you di- like wildly disagree, and we're just waiting to say something. But um... no, I I agree. <laughs> I agree with you full hard. So let's 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 unpack this. So first of all, I didn't know that the it's it's so this is basically just about an escape. You know the the old escape mental patient thing that horror loves to exploit and do. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, escapes and drives down the 101 uh, up into. I'm assuming this was up in like the hills, either the, like because this uh, this is an LA horror movie, um, <laughs> and just decides to like just just starts killing people. Like it literally starts. Okay, so a big thing about this movie is that it does not introduce anything like everything just starts happening like like literally just like screenwriting 101 like and i don't even know about screenwriting but like that shit just starts like it literally starts with a guy in his car and he just gets killed by this guy he takes the car he runs over an old lady boom home sweet home and i was like what the oh my like that was probably the the opening's probably the most entertaining part of this movie (laughs) because after that so the whole the thing is about him like slowly picking off this group of friends that's gathering up in the hills for Thanksgiving, which, do they even say it's Thanksgiving in this? Like, no, I don't (laughs) think really, but, like, I think it's because of, like, the assumed, like, how the dinner looks on the table, everyone's like, oh, okay, Thanksgiving, but, like, yeah, yeah, they never say the word Thanksgiving in the film. Like, I wouldn't have thought this was set during Thanksgiving if it doesn't say it, like, in the synopsis or whatever, but that's the least of this, our problems here. (laughs) Okay, like, first of all, like, am I missing something? Or Like, none of these characters were introduced. They're, like, not even, like, easy exposition lines of, like, oh, you're my brother. Or, like, I don't know whose child that is that's running around that's played by Vanessa Shaw of Hocus Pocus in her first role. Like, I... (laughs) I felt like I was going insane. I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know their relationships to anyone. Like, I guess they're just friends, and we just have to accept that. And then, like, yeah. the most interesting, if you can call them interesting, characters are the ones that get picked off first, and then we're left with this, I guess, couple, and this child that isn't theirs because he says, like, oh, I can see you'd be a good mother, and it's just all okay. <laughs> like, okay, oh, and there's a mime that plays guitar. Um, oh, yeah. 
that so I, I was like I, who is this guy and I think he must just be a professional mime or something because his only other credit is playing a mime in, in an episode of Wonder Woman like I, I want to believe oh, that yeah. the director or someone just like knew this mime and was like can can he be in the movie or something <laughs> I, oh but he does talk though he does talk okay but he's wearing yeah. he's wearing the mime like, oh no wait he was where he's a kiss army guy because he kind of like that's what the wikipedia said he's a uh, what I was like he looks like he's about to go to like it's like a person who's a big fan of kiss the band oh um, and so like yeah because he looked like he was like getting ready to go to a kiss concert to me and i was just like okay. i was just the most interesting guy as this teenager <laughs> like and i i only found through the wikipedia like all of the like relationships like the two people oh at the house were the main house were like a couple and like angel was their daughter and the teenager oh. is her older brother and the two people visiting are like tenants of theirs uh or have just known them for a long time and live there and shit like that and i'm like okay but it's like that, that would have been, been nice in the film. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool if the movie actually said that <laughs> that would be very nice God. oh my yeah. wait so the dude what's his name Her- harold was the dad like, Harold's the dad. He yeah. did not talk to her like a daughter. Like he talked, like he was talking to her like there's this strange girl in his kitchen, and he's like, "Oh, I guess I better take." Like, it's everything about this is just so weird and awkward and like non-human. Like this isn't even like, cause like I, you know, I'm I'm going into like an obscure '80s slasher. I expect it to be bad, but I uh, at least some coherency. And it's also just somehow mm-hmm. wildly boring the whole time. Like, I don't know if you were bored. I was so bored. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I, was. I literally reinstalled Bumble during this. That was my letterbox. <laughs> I was just like, I need something else to be doing. Because I, I can't take notes. Because what am I going to take notes on? <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, back to, I guess, positive. Not positive. Like, the... Like, I mentioned the most interesting characters get picked off first because I thought the I thought the dude playing Harold just seemed cool and I looked him up and he's like a producer or something. Like I uh, I, I want to know like more about the making of this because I, I'm I'm assuming it was low budget. It's the director's only like feature movie. She also made like a documentary like ten years ago. Like I just there's nothing there's no information about this movie. Like I tried to do research. There's nothing. It's just out there on YouTube for you to not enjoy. <laughs> 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 Which is fascinating to me. Like, what a bummer that this is one of the few, like, horror movies I can think of, like, with a Latina director. B- b- uh, at least three Latina cast members, I think? Uh, but it sucks. So, like, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I also... The one part I did like was where the girls were trying to talk their way out of a ticket. And, like, they're very self-aware yeah. about it. They're like, alright, let's let's do this. And then, boom, turn it off. <laughs> like, where's their movie? They Don't kill them now. I, I want to know how else yeah. they, <laughs> how else they uh, get out of uh, tough situations and say, fuck the police. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But so you say that <laughs> I think I just assumed it was a mime even though I knew he talked because some like letterbox review said that annoying mime before I read the, saw the movie and I'm like what are you talking about why is there a mime in this movie uh, it uh, did not occur to me that this could be a kiss fan because I'm stupid um, no it's fine I would have thought it was a mime too if I just 
I don't know why. I guess I just thought kiss first because I don't really think about mimes, but that's okay. I mean, I me, either me way, neither. Valid. <laughs> I don't think about mimes either, but I... but yeah, the makeup and the guitar. I should have thought about kiss sooner, but um, I'm stupid. But so you liked you liked that character. Well, like I guess he was the most interesting of them. Um, <laughs> or yeah, he, he had something going on. Or, I don't know because he was annoying sure the shit out of the adults. Like every time they were trying to be horny, he kept like barging into the room. Oh my god! Or like interrupting them. Like wh- okay, why are the adults in this movie so horny all the time? Why does a person literally say, "I wrote it down"? He's just like, "Jesus, you're so horny." Not I'm so horny. You're yes! so horny. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> who who does this? Who did this? <laughs> this is how you can tell a man wrote it because like yeah every like at least the first like half of the movie the adults are always trying like even when they're in the house and like other people are in the house mm-hmm. and these two adults go into a separate room and they try to start having sex and I'm like dude there's <laughs> you are... other people here you're being a terrible host I don't care first if the door of all. is locked no. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah mm. <sighs> I don't know it's like Friday say. the 13th I... except you're being punished for being horny <laughs> if you're an adult yeah it, it <laughs> adults instead of teens for once <laughs> um oh we should mention that the, the killer in this and I didn't know this um while watching it but he's like a fitness guru now, called. Uh, <laughs> if you if you know Body by Jake, uh, Jake Steinfeld, he's the killer in this. He uh, he's uh, his niece is Haley Steinfeld of True Grit fame. Oh my God. There's just so there's a lot to unpack here. Like, so I I think he was a bodybuilder to start with, and maybe. Again, I can only assume because there's no information about this movie, but they just, like, the idea was, like, what if just, like, a big guy, this big beefy guy was just killing people? The, <laughs> the I did like the, the kill that was basically, like, a body slam on the hood of the car. The, oh, yeah. That was, that was funny. A lot of the kills <laughs> you, <laughs> that was good. A lot of the kills you can't even see. Because it's too dark, like, they just didn't light it. I, I get that it's outdoors and at night, but it, the shot is just not lit at all, and so you can't even see what's happening while people are being killed. It might have also just been, like, yeah. the quality of the, the what was uploaded on YouTube, but I... <laughs> yeah. There's like, no good think... quality of this film, and we know why now. <laughs> yeah, we... Now now we know why no one talks about this. We, we learned our lesson. <laughs> we we should have just done <laughs> Thanksgiving or something, but... We were like, oh, a woman director and all this shit. Like, let's yeah. do it. Like, but that's the, the well, I should mention, women are allowed to make bad movies. I stand by that. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> They're Absolutely. allowed to. <laughs> I don't. Um. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> talk about a Halloween. Talk about, I talk about a horror movie that could totally get the remake that, like, it seems to be happening to, like, all. Like, I feel like there could be something with this film if it was done better what could make it like better literally anything (laughs) i don't know just like basic just a better writer you know yeah Uh, the 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 blood was comically great i love that Mm -hmm. it was just so red and just so terrible um (laughs) but i mean yeah 
Do you, but do you think there's something in here that could speak to the modern world if, if we did want to improve it? Like, I, I'm just Definitely tired of, like, escape mental patient killing spree things no. anyway, and they've kind of faded into the ether, thankfully. But, um... No, yeah. Definitely a different origin for the villain, I think. Maybe it could just be some guy, like, pull like a hush. You know, this dude's just killing people. Just and a he beefy guy. This... Just a beefy guy going around killing people. Uh, and it's just Thanksgiving. <laughs> Dave and, like, Batista some... is kill- <gasps> Wait a minute. <gasps> okay, well, give us our money now. Dave Batista's just going around <laughs> killing people on Thanksgiving up in the Hollywood Hills. Uh, okay, yeah. I think we've got something here. <laughs> but we will... <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, you you don't realize how even some, like, bad movies are at least have, or, like, have a competency that you can appreciate. Like, thought was put into it. That, like, so then you watch something like this, and it's like, oh my god. I <laughs> Oh. Thomas Bush, I will provide you for war crimes <laughs> against humanity. Oh, God. Well, well, don't <laughs> worry. We'll, we'll, we'll fix this in our reboot. Uh, you heard it here first. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. You said that you found a story about a family being killed on Thanksgiving, right? Yes, I did. It wasn't by some guy who escaped from an asylum and just was killing people, but... It was a guy who was part of a family. Uh, so his name was Palmer Hinge. Uh, back in 2009, he did, committed a shooting rampage that killed four uh, relatives and wounded two others. His extended family had gathered at a home in Jupiter, Florida, owned by his cousin Muriel Sitton and her husband Jim. So everything was pretty much normal. Like, he wasn't acting like there was anything wrong. He ate the meal with them. They gathered around the piano and sang Christmas songs, uh, and uh, to the delight of six-year-old Michaela Sitton, uh, which was Muriel Sitton, his cousin's uh, daughter, uh, then Paul produced a gun and then began, as they say, fulfilling a fantasy that he'd been waiting 20 years to do. Uh, he shot his, th- his two, his twin sisters, Carla Merhinge and uh, Lisa Knight. They were, one of them was pregnant. Um... Marhinge also sought his, shot his 76-year-old aunt, Raymond Joseph. Marhinge's brother-in-law, Patrick Knight, was in critical but stable condition at the hospital. And another man, Clifford Gabara, 52, was grazed by a bullet. Uh, Sitton didn't think Marhinge planned to kill Michaela, but thinks he became jealous when he saw the family delight in her, sing- in her singing. Um, and she had actually been in bed when he started doing this. So he went into her room and killed her, and she was six years old. Uh, after the mass murder, Merhinge went on the lam for weeks until January 2010, when a tip was called in after an episode of America's Most Wanted highlighted the murders. With thoughts of, uh, just content warning, uh, suicide mention, uh, he'd been laying low in Florida, the Florida Keys with thoughts of suicide uh, weighing heavily on his mind, and he was under an assumed name uh, he was living off the $12,000 in cash that he'd withdrawn before Thanksgiving, so this was definitely absolutely premeditated. Uh, the last detail further underlined how premeditated this had been. Uh, the Palm Beach Post described him as an estranged recluse who'd clashed with his sisters in the past. Uh, one had even taken out a restraining order against him a few years prior, but that 2009 Thanksgiving, everything had seemed calm, at least on the surface. 
Uh, court records showed in the weeks before the meal, he had painstakingly and discreetly spent $2,000 and at least four guns and ammunition in two Broward County gun shops. He even asked for a scope to be attached to a bolt-action Remington 700 rifle. Holy shit. Uh, he said he wanted to use it fronting. Oh, God. Do you? Uh, he had been asking his parents for days about the Thanksgiving event but never committed to attending. Uh, and even though his parents never alerted their hosts, uh, had uh, Jim and Muriel sitting that he might be coming. Uh, when he called that evening to announce he was on his way, his mother couldn't resist a sinister thought. She, th like, she thought, telling her daughter, Lisa Knight, I hope he doesn't come and kill us all tonight. Um, her daughter replied, Mom, it came to my mind, but don't say that to Dad because Dad would get upset that we had such ideas. So in October of 2011, Merhinge pled guilty after making a deal that would spare him the death penalty. Uh, he's now serving seven consecutive life terms. Uh, the cause, the case has caused a huge rift in the family, uh, emotionally and legally. Uh, Merhinge's brother-in-law, Patrick Knife, lost his wife and was gravely wounded and said he was eager to move on from the tragedy instead of enduring years of appeals. Uh, but Michaela's grieving father, Jim Sutton, begged the judge not to accept the deal, uh, even falling to his knees in the courtroom, uh, to make him, like, go to the death penalty instead of just the consecutive life sentences. Mm. They also, the Sittens also filed a lawsuit against Merhinge's parents, alleging that they had invited him to the gathering without warning the host that their son might be dangerous, according to NBC Miami. Uh, the quote says, if somebody bought a rattlesnake or a pit bull to your home, rude, without <laughs> your permission, and and that snake rattlesnake started attacking and killing people, wouldn't you hold that person responsible? Jim Sutton said, that's what this is. We're seeking justice with every means at our disposal. The lawsuit was eventually dismissed in 2012 after it was determined that Merhenges had no legal right or ability to control the actions of their son. Because, yeah. Um, but that wasn't the only suit filed in the wake of the murders. Patrick Knight also sued his former in-laws for failing to prevent the killings, including the death of their daughter, his wife, Lisa, then the Merhinges filed a countersuit against the Sittens in 2011, alleging the Sittens were to blame for the bloodbath. So, Jesus Christ, people. Uh, to the extent Paul had problems that the entire family knew of, said the Merhinges' attorney, Alan Rawson, if the Sittens were concerned he was going to be a problem that day, then they should have stopped him. It was their house, they should have protected their family, as well as the Merhinge family if they were concerned. In the lawsuit, the Merhinges also claimed Jim Sutton had defamed them with unfair and untrue statements about the couple by saying they invited Paul to the dinner without notifying the other members of the family and knowing his reputation for violence. Also named in the lawsuit is Dr. Antoine Joseph, whose wife was murdered by Merhinge. Joseph is Muriel Sutton's father. His sister is Carol, Carol Merhinge. Joseph had apparently treated Paul Merhinge and therefore was well aware of his mental instability, as with the rest of his family. It was an extremely tangled web. There is one tiny bright spot in all of it. Uh, during the Merhinge's trial, the Sittens announced that Muriel was pregnant with their second child. Um, Mrs. Sitton said, we're having a girl, but it's very bittersweet. There will always be somebody missing. So that's the... Uh, Thanksgiving murder that happened way back in 2009. Um, yeah, I, how, how fucked up. Yeah. Like, like, I don't, like, there's not really much backstory that they give for why he was so vindictive against his family or his sisters. 
but like I can't even imagine just like acting like everything's normal and then just fucking a gun comes out and you just, someone just starts shooting that you that you thought you knew or that was family like what the fuck what the fuck so uh don't have thanksgiving uh, <laughs> especially with extended family <laughs> and so we get to was this story all a warning to- just for people to not have gatherings this year <laughs> Yeah, this and COVID are, this is your warning. Don't have Thanksgiving. Um, But can we say if this Thanksgiving film is a gay film? No, it's not. Probably not. No, it's not. (laughs) Absolutely not. It's like one of the straightest movies I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Because just randomly these people you don't even know just go into a room and start going like, oh, and start like making out. And you're like, okay. Like, stop. (laughs) So, no. There's there's no way you could spin anything gay on this, and I don't want to anyways, so, like, no, this is a very straight <laughs> film, and you may have it. God. You may have it. I, I would, this is a great transition to winding down, probably, but uh, there's a, on, if you have Criterion Channel, they just released a collection called Queer Fear. That's, like, a lot of, like... Hell yeah. So, like, older horror movies. Uh, most recent is, like, Hellraiser, but they have stuff from, like... 30s, 40s, etc. I think. Um, so, so it's self-explanatory. Like you know, like the monster that we are. But <laughs> I saw they have cat people on there, and I was like, ah. Yeah. Yeah, and I actually, covered that. Yeah, and I, I watched this like noir horror hybrid called The Seventh Victim that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched. I've watched a lot of stuff. I, don't, I guess shall I go first? <laughs> Yeah, hell yeah. Unless you have, unless I'm sorry. Do you have anything else to say about Home Sweet Home? (laughs) Oh, um, this would probably be better enjoyed as a drinking game with friends. (laughs) Let's make one. (laughs) Hell yeah, make one sometime. Yeah, definitely, probably would have been better with with friends and not just alone in my room uh, (laughs) when I have work the next morning. Yeah, but I've so been doing a lot for for Noir November, trying to, um, I mentioned Seven Victim, but, um, I think it says, like, a standout. Uh, oh, Blind Alley is, oh my god, I get, this is a different kind of noir, it's basically, this, this gangster escape from prison is on the run, well, takes this family hostage so he can hide out in their house while they're waiting for their like escape to come and the guy that lives there is a psychiatrist and he's like i'm just gonna psychoanalyze the hell out of this guy like what it's so bonkers I, it's ralph bellamy with a pipe not giving a fuck um big heat was good i uh i rewatched the maltese falcon I, I guess I'll mention, uh, so all I've been watching are noirs and, like, bad Christmas movies. It's causing a huge whiplash. A <laughs> um, lot of, like, Hallmark stuff. I, or, oh, okay, but the, the Princess Switch 2 is out, and everyone, <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens plays three roles. There is a kidnapping oh scene directly out of Mission Impossible 3. I couldn't, th- <laughs> it's gonna EGOT, I promise you. And the other, like, notable big Christmas release was the Dolly Parton Christmas on the Square, which is, like, Dolly Parton, 
uh, community theater production of A Christmas Carol starring Christine Baranski with a Netflix budget. It's my thing. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, you have to see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. Oh, yeah. I've just been watching a lot of noir. That's all I got. Um, well, I I watched the original My Bloody Valentine, which was also released in 1981. Uh, considerably much better (laughs) than the film we reviewed. That's saying something, because, like, that movie's not that good, but, like, compared to what we just watched, right? I'm like, oh, Academy Award at this rate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I, I don't think I hated it. But, like, it was fun time. <laughs> yeah. So, like, as long as you can say, hey, I had a fun time with it, then it's like, yeah. Yeah. That's all right. But, like, yeah, no. Uh, this movie, uh, I did not have a fun time with. But <laughs> My Bloody Valentine, yes, I did. Um, hey. I need to rewatch, and I need to watch the 2009 version now to see how it compares. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> um... Oh, the, the last, like, few seconds of the film when he says, Sarah, be my bloody valentine, in that weird voice, just kind of creeped me out a little bit. But, like, I don't know. I, I love the idea of them using the the minor work uniform yeah. as, like, cause that would freak the shit out of me if I just saw that. Like, even in the daytime, if someone normal was wearing it, it would still scare the shit out of me. Um so, under that circumstances. And then he's, like, also, like, putting, like, hearts in, like, Valentine's Day boxes and, like, just putting them <laughs> where people find them. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Crazy dude. Um, but other than that, I also finished uh, another one of my books. Thank God. Uh, need to actually read more. Uh, it was the Welcome to Night Vale novel, like, the first mm. one they ever released way back in the early 2010s. Like, I think 2004. 14 or so uh and now i'm reading uh never let me go which uh was Ooh. adapted into a movie i do believe yeah because uh, I, was, I was reading the back and i was like this sounds familiar um so i have that and then i'm gonna read less yes uh, <laughs> i'm so excited to read that one and then oh werewolf by uh the warrens that oh. i found at a thrift store once so i'm excited to read that what is it about the werewolf uh, case they're, they're, um, yeah. They're, you, y'all can't see, but I'm doing, like, quotation <laughs> The air quotes. <laughs> Werewolf. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's about that. I'm excited. Uh, but not much else is going on on my end. Um, for those who... Well, we're gonna release our episode that was supposed to happen last week. The last weeks... A couple weeks ago, uh, eventually. But uh, until then, I did move back home from New York... Uh, just simply because stuff was starting to spike again, and the at the time, the only job I had was in, like, a retail position, and I was like, if we close shop, then I won't have a job at all, and trying to find one in my field at that time was just extremely hard. Uh, it's, it's a very competitive city, but then when you add on top that everyone's looking for a job, it's even yeah. worse, especially when you don't have a ton of experience, so... And I was also just, I think mentally it was the best for me, so I just decided to come home. Uh, so I'm back now. I have my cats and my family around. Um, but hopefully one day I'll go back to New York uh, once the world has turned a little bit more back to normal-ish, I guess. 
So we'll see in the future. We'll see what happens. But other than that, just chilling at home. It's fun. I'm gonna celebrate Thanksgiving with like my sister, her husband, their kid, uh, and my parents, and that's it. So that's all we're doing. Oh, and then we're gonna set up Christmas stuff. My mom was asking me if. I wanted any of the Christmas stuff she was kind of giving away on Facebook Marketplace. And I said, no, I'm relying on Kate for that in the future apartment. <laughs> Kate's the Christmas person in this relationship. And I'm sure... Uh, I hope we, we can do some holiday horror for the December month that we can bring. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. All right. Well, yeah, everyone have a safe, smart holiday. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Uh, you can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter. You can find me at LM Designs on Twitter and the uh, podcast on Twitter at Horror Time Pod and on Facebook at Stop Horror Time Pod. And if you have friends that want to know more about horror but just can't watch it, we're great for that. Uh, also, if you have any recommendations for any uh, holiday horror that we might not have heard of before, please totally tell us. Uh, and we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks, so stay safe. And have a good Thanksgiving, I guess. Bye. I guess. Bye. <laughs>